Wedding Photographers, and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 39. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, in good company with Neil Urban. Hi. How's it going, man? Good. Good. How are you doing? I am doing very good, man. Actually, it's... I don't know about very good. I'm, th- you know, it's wedding season and it's you know crazy and editing and mm. it's a lot, man. It's like it's like in the thick of it right now, and uh, and so you know it just is crazy wedding season. That's all. What about you? Are your are, are your weddings treating you well? Are has there been any problems lately? What what's been going on? That's yeah, that's a good question. That's a, that was a nice prompting question, uh, Neil. Um, well, I mean, you know, it's it's middle wedding season. Everything should be going good, you know. But uh, but you're very hesitant there, so I I, have a, I imagine there's a story. Yeah, well I don't know if story if if there is a story, but you what what just prompted me is you said how are your weddings has been treating you, and I've actually noticed that pretty damn good. You know what I mean? Like as far as like mm-hmm. clients go and everything like that. Like I feel like the longer the more years I do this, the more that I have clients that really respect me and respect my work and are easier to work with. You know, like yeah. like when you first mm-hmm. start out, I feel like. You, you know, you're not charging as much and people don't know you as much and they don't like respect you or your work as much. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I've just noticed like in my clients that I have this year, like my weddings in general, like are, are a little bit more higher end and the couples are a little bit more higher end and the, and the, mm-hmm. and the vibe and working nature of, you know, working with couples, like it's just, it gets better. You know, I guess if that's something, it just, it gets better as you keep doing this, if, if things are going well, right. <laughs> so that's what I'm yeah. kind of, you know, it's it's funnier that you mentioned that once once you get into the uh, the upper, um, the more expensive weddings, the, uh, the the brides, the clients seem a little bit easier. Um, and you know, like like uh, our listeners know that uh, that my wife is now booking her own weddings, and her prices are actually cheaper than mine. So she's getting um, kind of a little bit of the lower, not lower end, but she's getting. It's a different uh, kind of client. That are a little bit cheaper than mine, yeah. And um, so I, I've been assisting her a little bit. So it's 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 funny to go kind of like go back in time to to clients who are a little bit more a little bit stressed out because they're spending all their money on their wedding. So it means a lot more to them that everything is perfect. Is to where when you get higher end clients, you know, this is just you know just a couple bucks laying around for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know they're, they're just just a little bit more laid back. So it's kind of funny that you mentioned. Uh, of how easier it gets once once you get up to that level, um, and I just kind of experienced it firsthand over the, over the last couple of weeks of uh, assist, assisting my wife. So, um, so that's that's funny. But there's a I, I'm you know we're doing a video conference call kind of right now. Mm-hmm. So and I see there's a wood beam right behind you. So yeah. you might want to knock on that. Uh, yes, just, I will. Uh, I will. <laughs> There you go. There Done. you go. So hopefully you'll have a, a an easier summer. Yeah, as, as, as I say that and then everything. Yeah, yeah. I will, <laughs> I will knock on that because. But even so, you know, it's so it still is interesting because I have had some weddings. You know, I have my intern who was on the last episode, and we were talking about how some couples are a little bit different, um, mm-hmm. and there has been some differences, and you know, in the way that that some couples are, and you know, so it doesn't even, you know, even if you you are do do move up a little bit, so to speak, you're still going to get different personality types. And then some couples still, 
you know, our, our can be a little bit uptight about things. And then, you know, I have, you know, actually, for example, this wedding that I have next weekend, um, this couple is like the most laid back couple in the world. You know what I mean? And they, they went with one of my higher packages and they're just like, yeah, you know, everything's starting at two o'clock and it's all in one place all day and, and just come on by whenever. And, you know, it's like, like this is going to be the most amazing wedding in the world because you guys are so relaxed. You know what I mean? Like we're going to have time and just, and it's like, um, you know, so, it, but you still get that, the, uh, you know, a mix within wherever you're at, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, you know, it's also funny that you kind of mentioned that because I recently had one of those weddings where it was so laid back, a little too laid back that there wasn't any structure, mm-hmm. you know, that I kind of had no idea what was going on when the first dances were, because we, as photographers, we have to be ready for it. We have to be set up for it because we use multiple lights. Uh, we have to light, set up our light stands and not knowing when certain things are going to happen. Um, it, it can be a little bit difficult. Although those clients are wonderful to have, it's nice to know the timeline of <laughs> yes. things sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, I was actually just talking to one of my brides and I actually like, I've gotten to the point where I just kind of call them out on it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. basically like, listen, I know you're a type A personality. I am too. I've got a little bit of that in me too. So I'm right there with you. Um, but I yeah. always kind of tell those brides, I'm like, you know, I got to be honest with you, like in a lot of ways, I would rather have somebody that's a little bit more, you know, type A about having things in order, because that just means that like those, you know, like her wedding, this bride that I'm thinking of in particular was like so detail oriented that like it was just beautiful to photograph because the reception was set up beautiful. Every little detail, you know, was there was time and energy and thought put into it. And, and it makes it a beautiful wedding to photograph as long as, and I'm just totally upfront with these brides now too. I'm like, as long as when the day comes, you just have to enjoy it for what it is and relax. Um, and you know, you could do all the planning prior to the wedding, but when that day comes, you just have to enjoy it. And, and then I say too, like, if there's problems, you know, let me deal with it, you know, let your other vendors mm. deal with it. You don't deal with that. You just enjoy the day, you know? Um, yeah. but yeah. I would rather have that, that type a personality, a lot of the time, as long as they can kind of keep it in check when, when the wedding comes around. Um, right, right. So, uh, listeners, we do have a hand-picked assortment of information that's relevant to you. But first, just in case you forgot, this is Wedding Photographers Unite, a bi-monthly wedding photography podcast for wedding photographers. By wedding photographers. The show goes live every other Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> uh, and while we're at it, please uh, do... You know, it's, I, <laughs> it just you know I'll take blame on that one because... No. Uh, no, no. Th- well, it was the holiday weekend too, so yeah. hopefully all our listeners enjoyed the holiday. Yeah, but the, dude, here's the thing, and actually, I got to be honest. Like during wedding season, it's just going to be what it's going to be. It's going to be so, we're gonna, <laughs> we're going to start thinking about it on Tuesday. Let's let's put it that way. Yes, and probably well, Tuesday, thing. Wednesday, or Thursday, something is going to happen. That that's the best yes. I can say. Uh, we are thinking about you guys. <laughs> um, unfortunately, just our schedule is just you know yeah. they clash sometimes. Yeah, so. especially during wedding um, season. So. Um, yeah. uh, we do, Bear with us. we do really want to remind you though, that please do, uh, leave us a review in iTunes. And if you don't have time to write a review, you can actually just rate the podcast and it takes two seconds. You can just go there and you can like click the stars. And of course you want to click the ones that have more stars, but you can click the stars. Go ahead and click the stars. Just go into iTunes, open it up, search for wedding photographers, unite, click some stars. That would be cool. That would help us. If, yeah. you, if you're getting something out of this podcast, uh, that would help us get, th- get this out to more people. So please do that. Or, mm-hmm. and, and if you really want to do the right thing, leave us a review too. Um, we do absolutely appreciate that. Yes, that would be awesome. That's what keeps us going. And then uh, also, uh, you know, this podcast is not just our podcast. It's your podcast too. So uh, please send in uh, questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com. And uh, we would prefer to talk with you, not at you. Once again, that's info at weddingphotographersunite.com. All right, Neil, 
What's uh, up? We are going to have our topic today, um, and the topic is uh, second shooters. And mm-hmm. this can be both ways. This can be like, and I'll even talk about like, because, you know, if I second shoot, which I still, you know, once a year, I'll try and make that happen because I, cause I actually get an experience out of that. But this can be like what we expect out of second shooters, what our experience has been as second shooters, with second shooters, um, what second shooters should be thinking, what second shooters can be doing to book more weddings um, and to start getting their name out there. And then also like what can you do and there's contractually some issues and things that can come up and I want to talk a little bit about that too but I want to like toss this softball over to you first and just get the conversation started so sure and I know that you have a little bit of a different experience the way your business is set up so maybe if you just want to talk about that and what your experience has been either second shooting Mm -hmm. or using you know second shooters and and just just I'll get the get the conversation going from there yeah, sure. Um, my, the way my business is set up, uh, we don't use interns. We don't uh, just randomly go out and pick uh, random second shooters. We actually have our own second shooters that um, who actually want to work for us and with us. Um, and, and they're just a loyal bunch of group of photographers. And um, and then you know we, we send them out the schedule in the wintertime and they pick their own dates of what, what they want to work. And then, then they get scheduled for it. And... Um, and then they show up and, and shoot with us. So we have the, the same faces every time. Um, and they want to work their way up as to where they can possibly get their own weddings and, you know, soon. And they also want to be trained by me. So they're kind of excited to learn um, and, and learn my style and learn the way I shoot. And um, so it's, it's, a, it's a fun, fun little group of family that we have here. Um, but this coming weekend... Um, our, all of our second second shooters are unavailable. Well, actually, one is with my wife, uh, so I'm the one who gets the, the freelancer. I'm the one that had to kind of go out and, and find a freelancer. Um, it's it's just one of those things that that you know unfortunately happened. Um, but the but the person that I chose is one of the persons who who was really excited to work with me. Um, he does have his own business, um, but it, but I kind of asked him why he kind of wants to wants to work with me on the on this day, and it's because he wants to learn more off lighting camera situations of of how to shoot off you know lighting off camera uh, because he has a lot of great natural light images. I mean he's got a really really good portfolio, but he just wants to learn a lot more. Uh, he wants to keep growing. So I really respected that, and I'm not sure how much off lighting um, I'm I'm going to be using this this wedding. So the I, I feel kind of the pressure uh, because that's the reason why he's kind of wanting to work with me. Well, um, so we'll uh, so we'll see. Um, but I, and this is a, this is a and this kind of brings us back as to where it's a, a really really laid back wedding, which is which is going to be kind of fun. But I really don't have much information to give them right now. Um, we're we're going to go into the bride getting ready at the parents' house, and the parents don't have an address, so we kind of have to. She gave us a description of the house. It's in a little village. And then, uh, and then she does, she's not sure of where to do the first look. She wants to do it maybe down the road or at the house. She doesn't know. And then we're going to go do pictures somewhere. And then we're going to go to cocktail hour. And then she wants to do a ceremony during sunset. So yeah, that's the yeah. layout of the – we don't know when, when it's going to happen. So, so, uh, so it'll be kind of fun. And I kind of gave him the whole rundown of it, and he's pretty excited about it. So, uh, um, so seeing that, um, the uh, – the ceremony is going to be during the sunset. I think that's a great time for me to actually pull out the uh, multiple flashes, maybe possibly during the ceremony. And it is to where I can kind of teach him a little bit of something 
during that. And then after, okay, get this. This is where I kind of get excited about my job here. <laughs> yeah. Um, after the after the ceremony, and I'm I know I'm going off topic. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> but I'm just talking about my wedding because sure, I'm sure. kind of excited about. It. Uh, after the ceremony, um, when when the sun is still setting in twilight hour, we're actually going to go out on a sailboat, um, and they're actually going to give us a sailboat, and the bride is groom are going to be on another sailboat so we're not all cramped oh, on that's one key. boat that's key um, so yeah yeah i don't know if i'm going to put the assistant on that boat so i can have some cool off camera lighting and all that stuff which mm-hmm. i think that's what i'm going to do yeah and help out with the dress and everything so yeah. i'm sorry i just went off topic there no but anyway um that's that's what we're going through with with a second shooter right now i probably most like I don't know. Um, I might use him again. It, it all depends on how this goes. So I, I we're just gonna pay him by check, uh, one little flat fee, and and that that'll be done with it. it. I'm sure we're not gonna. We we probably won't uh, hire him rest of the year. So we we're not gonna go over the that six hundred dollar mark is where we kind of have to yeah. do. That you you yeah. know more than and, and that's, I'm sure that's you're important. Go in a lot more uh, just for listeners, yeah. if you, once you start paying second shooters more than six hundred dollars a year, then you have to start claiming them ten ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so just Google that if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, correct, correct. But but anyway, yeah, I did second shoot twice in my life, and what, my first time ever was with you, Andy. Yeah. Um, I, it was it was a few years ago. Yeah. But actually, that's how this whole podcast got started. Yeah. Uh, we were driving. We were driving from Buffalo to Rochester, where your wedding was, and yeah. we just started talking and. And that's and that's when we were like, man, what we're talking about would be a great podcast. Yeah. And uh, and then we started talking about that. And it took a couple of years to get this going, but uh, but yeah, that's how it all started. That's and then I just second <laughs> shot last year for another um, for actually Lindsay Daddario. She yeah. was on our uh, show, um, what, you know, about yeah. a year ago. Yeah. Uh, so everybody knows Lindsay on the on the show, which she should. Um, and during that time, my wife had her first wedding alone. Um, and I, and I actually had the day off and I needed to keep myself busy. So I was like, I want to suck and shoot for, <laughs> I, I just need to keep myself busy. And, uh, Lindsay actually needed, uh, an assistant that day. And it, it was fun working with her too. Um, you know, it, it was, it's whenever I suck and shoot, it's, it's great to see how differently people work. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, I just, you know, and, and plus the attention isn't about me mm-hmm. at all. So I, I didn't, you know, I just kind of lurked in the shadows. I helped her. I, I, carried the camera gear you know it, it was kind of a different experience but mm-hmm. um that, that's what was important to me of being a second shooter that it wasn't about me at all it's, it's about the main photographer yes um yeah so, so um i just want to mention a few things and uh first of all just like about what you mentioned with second shooting like i still if i can you know, I'm busy and I don't really have time to second shoot like I used to. When I first got started, like my first year, I actually did second shoot about like five weddings or so. And I was booking my own at the same time. So, but that I felt like was really important for me to see how like the flow, what the flow of the wedding day was, um, get an idea of how other photographers worked and mm-hmm. um, get a little experience under my belt. Um, for me, that ended up, ended up being something that, that was helpful. Um, but I still, you know, even to this day when I can, I don't mind second shooting. I just don't like have the time for it anymore. But, but, but still every year, like what you just said, you swap with Lindsay. I actually swapped with Lindsay a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I swapped with, um, John Larkin out in Rochester. Like we swapped like a year or two ago too, something like that. And for me, I love doing that because I'm watching, first of all, like you said, there's none of that pressure. Um, you have like when you're main shooting a wedding, you have to be the person that, that is constantly thinking about making sure that every one of those important shots gets 
photographed in a way that is deliverable to your client. But when you're second shooting, yeah. you can kind of take a little liberty. You can kind of be a little bit more creative sometimes. And sometimes maybe you don't have to do it that way. Sometimes you, if you have a really strong second shooter that you work with on a regular basis, you can tell your second to get those shots that definitely need to happen. And then you can be more creative. You can set it up in different ways. But still, even when I do it that way, I still am like a little bit worried that I want to make sure that I get the clean shot anyway you know mm. even if i do totally trust my second and somebody that i work with on a regular basis but um so so you know i, I and just watching other people second shoot and and i've always said like um as a former teacher like when i used to when i student taught or when i watched when i observed other teachers i was i would always tell those teachers straight up i'm like listen if i see something i like that you do i'm probably going to steal it and bring it back to my classroom it's the same shit <laughs> it's the same stuff yeah. with this like if i see a photographer do something amazing that really works like whether it's something verbal with a bridal party or like a cool kind of mm -hmm. kind of shot like i won't steal poses or anything because that that crosses a line in my opinion but like mm -hmm. but I will use the idea of something if it could be beneficial to me. And that's what I think we all kind of should be doing to some extent, um, as long as we put our own personal spin to it and it's not, we're not like lifting things exactly, you know? So it's like, yeah. um, but I, it's, I think it's, it's very good for, uh, you know, getting your feet wet. It's very good for, um, for, you know, just understanding the flow of the day. Now there's a couple things that I want to say about second shooting, um, both in terms of main shooters getting second shooters right and building up like you said you have like a family of second shooters that you use mm -hmm. right um mm -hmm. and also like the way that some of these message boards work and you know putting out for second shooters at the last minute and what we can do to like avoid um being in the rush for a second shooter sometimes it happens you know but there are things that we can do to avoid that I th and i think that's pretty important this then that's a conversation for main shooters but then also i do want to talk a little bit about second shooters and what you can do to work more and then how how you can also respect um the photographer that you're working with and uh be an appropriate second shooter and do the right things both in terms of shooting and conducting yourself and uh and interacting with clients and that kind of thing so that's mm -hmm. a lot of things <laughs> so, so 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 let me so let me step back to um main shooters who are looking to get your second shooters right so yep. first of all i mean it's just like any hiring process right you need to um and this is very important for people that are looking for second shooting gigs for me personally i want to work with somebody that i totally trust 100 percent that's reliable mm -hmm. that i know that isn't like some random person you, you know like like any every single time like if i am looking for a second shooter and the choice is between somebody i know and i trust and somebody new who i don't know and who is like a wild card i'm every single time gonna go with the person who i know i trust who produces good work that's gonna be the person that i that i choose to work with um every single time and yep. over the years, you know, like I've built up, you know, like a group of people that, you know, I have like three main second shooters that I use. And, mm -hmm. and this is pretty important for those of you, like, like Neil's business is a little bit more like you have like your wife and it's a little bit more closed, which is probably the way that it should be. The more closed that it can be, I think the more mm -hmm. fluid things are going to be and the more, the easier you're going to be working with everybody. And so I think for me, like I, like I try to do that with my second shooters in a way that, you know, there's my, out of my three people. Um, first of all, I book them early, right? I'm not like, I'm not like in July, 
looking for second shooters for <laughs> August. Like, sorry, right. not doing that. I worked that out beforehand. And when is a good time to do that? That's a good question to ask yourself. When's a good time to do that if you're main shooter trying to book your seconds? Well, it's not going to be like, like a week or two before because it's going to be crazy. All the good second shooters are going to be gone. And it's also mm-hmm. not going to be like too early, right? Because a lot of second shooters, a lot of them, and especially in today's world, are trying to book their own weddings too. They're trying to make it. They're trying to, they're trying to book their own stuff. And for mm-hmm. me, I think that's good. I want, I think that's healthy. I want my second shooters to be people to be hungry for work and want want to do it on their own. Um, but there's a line that second shooters can cross. That we're going to talk about in a second here. Um, that that you got to be respectful to who you're working with because someday you're going to want your own second shooters, and you've got to be thinking along that those lines too. That's that's yeah. I'm getting a little yeah. out of myself, but. Mm-hmm. Um, where, oh, shoot. Where was I? Uh. <laughs> well, you, well, you you mentioned about second shooters kind of crossing the line, and that kind of reminded me of a moment that happened uh, before my wife even came on board when I was doing things that you're doing right now of going through, you know, a lot of freelance second shooters. Uh, something did happen during a wedding. Um, I was, uh, you know, I had a second shooter, and and, a vide- and the videographer came up to me, and I, wor- I worked with this videographer a lot, so there was a trust, there was a relationship, friendship. And uh, the, the videographer came up to me and he handed me a business card. He said, your second shooter just handed this to me. And it's, it was the second shooter's business card. Yeah. Um, so, you know, saying, you're asking for referrals kind of thing. You know, this is, this is my work. Um, and that just, I, and I never worked with the guy again. Um, so that is a second shooter. Um, if you want to hand out business cards, make sure it's for the person that you're working for that day. Yeah. Uh, so when family members come up to you, ask for business cards, make sure you have that first the photographer who's who was originally hired for yes um leave your business cards at home absolutely that's that's the the thing i want to get back to it was scheduling your second shooters it just kind of came back to Mm -hmm. me but but yeah but that but that totally 100 percent. this is the biggest thing when you are a second shooter working for somebody else you are working for somebody else like that's what Mm -hmm. you're there to do like you are there to support to assist to to give out their business cards because it's their business you are there to promote their business you are there to take awesome shots for the clients for their business that's what you're there as a good second shooter you are there to help to make the day go well for the for whoever's business that is that is so crucially important and a lot of second photographers that are newer that are trying to get their own businesses started totally kind of like miss that and then they end up crossing lines and immediately mm-hmm. i'm telling you right now the, the second that you start crossing those lines, you also get crossed off on that main photographer's list because, and you know, even in terms of like using your work, because a lot of second photographers are like trying to build up a portfolio of images and that kind of thing, which mm-hmm. you should be doing. Absolutely. Okay. And maybe mm-hmm. some, maybe some main shooters are going to be more okay with you using images in their portfolio or not. Um, I, I am not like, like if I have a second shooter, like you are there for me and those images, um, those images are delivered, you know, for my business, for the clients. And there's actually some contractual things that we should talk about, um, in terms of like work for hire agreements and, and really like what happens, you know, because typically, um, when you're a main shooter and you hire a second, you really should be under most circumstances, it should be a work for hire situation because Mm -hmm. otherwise you don't have the really even the release to to provide those images to your clients because technically second shooter shoots 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 an image it's their copyright right unless no other Mm -hmm. terms are agreed on so really you should be in a work for hire arrangement with with your second shooters so that you can use and deliver those images to your clients and then if you're nice which you should be 
then you can say like to your second shooters, hey, like if you want to use your images in your portfolio, that's fine, but you have to put that it was shot with me. And that's and that's what I say because your image if you're if you're building up a portfolio and you have like these extravagant high end weddings in your portfolio, that's not real. That that's not right. real. Like you didn't earn that wedding. You know what I mean? Like you just you, you didn't earn that wedding and it's gonna portray your business to something it's just not yet. You know, like that's that's the first part of it. But then also like if it's like you know, hopefully this isn't happening, but you, but you know, if you're shooting over the shoulder of the main photographer, um, this mm-hmm. is another one of those things. Like you don't do that. You, you respect the person you're working with and, and unless that, unless that main shooter wants those images, wants you to shoot over the shoulder, maybe they do for some reason, or maybe they want you shooting tighter. But the point is, yeah. is that like that kind of image is not a portfolio image for you. It's just not. Um, and mm-hmm. for me too, like I did this when I second shot, when I did all my initial weddings and I told you I second shot, like I was second shooting for that photographer and I was there for their business and I was handing out their business cards and I was just learning yep. and being respectful. That's what you should be doing, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. you can take that knowledge and put it into your own weddings and book your own clients and work it that way. That's what you should be doing. They should be, it should be your stuff that you're putting out there, not somebody else's. I have a real problem with that. Um, and that's why I, I, I feel like this is an important conversation that like needs to happen for second years. Cause a lot of times you're not thinking about this and I understand and I get it. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of fire to get out there and, and, and make things happen, but, but it's not your work if you're not doing it on your own and you, and you should have that drive and passion and energy to make it happen on your own and you can, you will, but, but that's, but that part is, is very crucial. Um, yeah. uh, at least as far as, as I'm concerned. And here's the other thing too. When, when it gets to that point where, where as a second shooter, you make it, you're booking your own weddings, you're booking your own high end weddings, that kind of thing too. You're not going to like it when you have second shooters that are doing that to you. You you know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's gotta be, it's this mutual respect thing. And it's, I feel like it's a, I feel like it's important. I feel like listeners in particular to our podcast who are starting out and second shooting, this is like super important for you to hear. It's so important for you to hear um, in order to be respected by people in your community, because I actually just got an email a message the other day about somebody that um, second shot with me, and they were asking questions. You know, how did this person do? Blah blah blah. And I responded back. This person was great. You know what I mean? I'm going to respond back. Like this person was respectful. This person did this, that, that. They produced great work, and I got that information out there. But if it's the other side of that coin, somebody else asked me, "Hey, Andy, how did so and so do? I heard you use them. Blah blah blah." And I'm going to respond back. Well, this person was kind of doing this. They were handing out their business cards this happened and then you know what happens you're done because that word gets yeah. spread around and then you're done so like it's networking people it's like it's respecting the people that you're working with and for the love <laughs> of god hear what i'm saying because it really matters you know um yeah uh right am i right you're shaking your head a lot over there so <laughs> yeah 100 percent right um you know tell a funny story that uh, when i was helping uh Lindsay at her wedding um i was she Lindsay had me do the photo booth you know when the party was going on so Lindsay was shooting the party and i was I was in the photo booth and actually one of my old clients, uh, what happened to be there. And she came up to me and she was like, she was like, Oh, Neil, I I just went up to the bride and said, Oh my God, I can't believe that you got Neil Urban for your wedding photographer. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not the wedding photographer. (laughs) I'm, I'm helping someone else. I was like, I felt so bad. And then she was just like, oh, don't worry about it, because the bride just looked at me like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, there was, it was kind of like a little, little scary situation that just happened there that 
Like I was like, no, please don't well, say anything. Else that that unfortunately is, is unhelpable though, because <laughs> I've actually it's been the same thing where it's like when you have you've built up your name in the community and and me too, mm-hmm. and it's like I've gone and I've second shot for other people, and they're like, wow, how'd you get them to show up here? And like, there's nothing you can do about that. Like, that's not, I'm no, not I don't have no. a business card or anything, but I, but I have been in situations like that too, where I'm like, well, actually I'm shooting for so-and-so and here's their business card, you mm-hmm. know? And, yeah. um, yeah. so, um, so now, now bring it back to, um, using images for your portfolio. I, I could, and this is a little bit sidetrack here, kind of a question, um, but I kind of want to get to know your thoughts on it because I'm seeing it happen a lot lately. You know how you said second shooters are, sh- uh, second shooting a wedding and like this extravagant wedding. And it's kind of a, like a lying kind of thing. That's not that they didn't make that happen. Um, it wasn't their wedding, uh, so therefore you shouldn't really use it in their portfolio because those aren't the kind of weddings that they shoot. Right now, what I see a lot now are people. Um, now there's a lot of rock star photographers, um, and I did I did the little quotation thing when I when I said rock star. Um, now all these all these rock star photographers are holding. Um, uh, workshops, that kind of thing. Workshops, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. what I see a lot now, new photographers are going to these workshops, and they're actually using these workshop shots inside their portfolio. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's the same thing. I mean, I think you can do yeah. it. You might book some weddings from it, but I don't think you're being honest with your clients. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're being honest these with your are clients. Professional models, yeah. actually. You know, a lot of these photographers, they find these models. They're not real brides. No. They're models. I, 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 um, do, I totally pride myself on, like, when I show somebody my portfolio, like, when I have a new client for a client meeting, like, I'm like, and just so mm-hmm. you know, these are all just normal people. There's no models in here. This is just all my work. Because sometimes, you know, you look at, you know, the portfolio and it's like, wow, these look like models. I'm like, no, these are all just normal people. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and that's the way it should be. You're going to be able to, you're, you're going to believe more in yourself when you're at that client meeting, you know, um, you know, for a new wedding, when you're able to say that, and you know that it's all your work from your weddings, you're going to believe more in yourself. You're going to be more confident in yourself. You're more confident in yourself. That's going to come across. You're going to book that wedding, you know, but if you're like, if you're flipping through your portfolio and you're showing some workshop you shot or some other, you were second shooting for some main shooter and you're like, yeah, you know, like, I don't know, man, it's just not, it's not. I'm all about honesty. Like I'm totally just all about honesty and truth. And and mm-hmm. maybe you're not. <laughs> you know, like I don't know what to say. Oh, I like, am. No, me. not you. I'm not, not, not you. I'm just saying. Um, no, I know. Um, well, I mean, uh, I mean, I see about you know, I would say about five to ten photographers in the area, um, and they all have the same model. And I know the model, and I know 100 percent she's never been married before. And, right. and they all have her in a portfolio in, in the wedding portfolio. And I just, I just think that's a little, oh, it's kind of silly. Yeah, and that, actually uh, I want, I want to pull know. back from us for a second and say that, you know, mm-hmm. this is maybe how me and Neil feel. Maybe you feel a different yeah. way. And I, you know, this is one of those things that I maybe feel strongly about, but I'm not necessarily a hundred percent right. You know, maybe, maybe it's fine and maybe that's your cup of tea and that's cool. You know, I just want to mm-hmm. play devil's advocate a little bit on that for a second. You know, it, it, you know, using models, you know, it, it's good of, of practicing, of, of actually shooting, but models know how to pose. Yeah, um, exactly. It, it, it's, it's, exactly. It's kind of hurting your, it's mm-hmm. kind of hurting yourself if you're actually practicing with a model, because when, once you get the everyday person who doesn't know how to stand Bra- correctly, bingo, bingo, um, then it, it's kind of hurting you. So just kind of keep that in mind, even even if yeah, you, why is it hurting them? You know, Tell, why is it hurting them? I, I know well, why, because, but well, well, here's it's, why. It's, here's uh, why it's 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 hurting. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's hurting you because 
regular people are way harder to pose than models. Mm -hmm. So like a client comes in, books you and expects that they're going to look like that model does. And number one, that, that person doesn't look like that model, but number two, you're not going to be able to pose that person like that model because that person is going to be confident and you have to have that Mm -hmm. confidence to get that normal person to pose in these certain kind of ways. Do you know what I mean? So, so you're going to, so the, so then what happens is you have unhappy clients because they don't look the way that they expect it to from your portfolio. So that's why it ends up hurting you. Bam, bam, right there, right there. I brought this up. I knew you could help me out with this because that's why I brought this up. Right. That is that is key right there. Yep. So good, good. Okay. Um, so, so we just kind of went backwards. I just want to go back really quick for main mm-hmm. shooters looking for seconds. Um, and I was just talking about when to, when to book your seconds. So when you should be, at least in my opinion, what works great for me is like when you have your slow season, January, February, March, because a lo- so some of your seconds might be trying to book their own weddings. That's great. I have seconds that are trying to book their own weddings. They should be. I, ex- I respect them more for trying to build their own work up and build their own business. That's- they should be. Mm-hmm. I'm glad for them. But usually by a certain time, by like, by like March, March, something like that, April, somewhere around there, usually you kind of have a good idea basically of where your wedding season is going to be, at least in the beginning. So that's a good time to like go in talk to your second shooters and I have my list of my three main people and I like go through my main dude first and I like, Hey, Mm -hmm. here's all my weddings. Take what you want. But I'll tell you what, when you take that wedding, you're committed to that wedding. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, I don't go back and forth and be like, you know, like, well, I had that date booked, but now I got a wedding. I'm like, no, like, like that's, that's what I'm, you're committing to that date when you commit to that date. And usually it's a good time to, to have people commit you know, like a few mm-hmm. months out, you know, where it's like a little bit too late to book your own, but you know that you, you want to get that date booked. So usually for me, that's like March, April. And, um, I get, I go through my first person, give them all my dates, have my dates filled in. Then I go to my second person. They take whatever's left. I go through my third person. They take whatever's left. 90% of the time I get 95% of my weddings covered with my main three people. And then there's usually like one or two weddings that are like none of my three people can do. And then I have to like look out and find somebody else. But that's actually good for me because then I'm kind of working with somebody else and getting to know somebody else so that maybe mm-hmm. they, when you know, I've had actually, I used to use Scott Sutherland as my main shooter. He used to be my number one. Scott's out. You know what I mean? Like he went somewhere else. Yeah. He's traveling the world, you know? So, <laughs> so now I have like number two takes number one, number three takes number two. You know what I mean? And now I got it. And then mm-hmm. whoever I was using on the offshoot before is now like my third go-to, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and that actually used to be like, uh, Val Kaczynski. Um, she, she used to be like my number three or four person. And now she's, she's like one of my, she's like my second person, you know? So, um, uh-huh. See, then you do have your little own family there. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I do more than I think, but, <laughs> um, so that's guys, that's, that's like a rough idea on some thoughts I had for seconds. Um, and you know, it's just, there's no right, hard, right or wrong about any of that, but it's just, um, you know, it's, it's mainly you want to like respect the person that you're working with and, mm-hmm. and book your seconds early for main shooters and second shooting is fun. Have fun with it. It's cool. And that's basically and, it. Yeah. And be ready for hiccups along the way too. Yeah. And, um, and be yeah, ready because this, the second shooter that was scheduled for me, um, her father surprised her with a trip to Europe. Yeah. Boom. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. It's so, real. Uh, so you, you gotta, you gotta, I go with the flow. Yep. Um, okay. 
Uh, Neil, we got two more things. We got conundrums for people. We got picks and tips for people. Uh, let's go to a conundrum. No, uh, no. Yeah. Can we? Can we? Can we not go you, through? <laughs> are you giving me the conundrum first, or do you want me to give you uh, my conundrum? You well, give me. I don't know. Sure, you, I'll give you yours. Okay. Um, if you're following me on Facebook, then you probably already know what this conundrum is. So Andy kind of has a little, a little heads up of what's going on. So Andy. Let's just say yeah. that you arrive, you know, at the ceremony is done. Mm-hmm. You, you go to your location, very popular location, of course, and you get there, you get out of your car, you're standing there waiting for the limo to park. Wait, hold on a second. I already kind of know the story. Oh, I want you to, I already kind of know the story. I want you to go to the first part of that again. Well, how popular of a location is this? It's, well, it's Buffalo City Hall, so it's one of the most Okay, pop- so in Buffalo, it is probably, if you had to pick, Neil, if you had to pick the most popular place in Buffalo for look for wedding photos, where would that be? It would be, uh, yeah, it would be City Hall. Okay, City Hall is one of, one of, one of them, yeah. right? So, okay. And, and usually, and usually for all, before we go on, um, I, 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 try and le- I try and guide my clients away from popular places because mm-hmm. I like to have my pictures different. Yep. However, my groom... He works right across the street from City Hall. He's a he's a lawyer, so therefore it's personal to him. Yes, uh, he loves the building, so therefore that's why we went with it. Yes. Anyways, okay, okay. So if if you're a little okay, <laughs> so the limo driver didn't know where City Hall was. Wait a second, Neil. The limo driver yeah. in Buffalo didn't know where Buffalo City Hall, the main, the main, the one of the main wedding locations, is. That's strange. Why would he be yeah. driving a limo? So strange. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out. No you, can, you can continue no, with no the story, idea. though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, he, did, mean, he, did he have a GPS in, in 2016 to, to like go to the actual location? No. No? No, no GPS. Oh, that's strange. No map class, uh, okay. directions. All right, very uh, interesting. No, no, uh, no, no AAA trip tick. I, I don't know. <laughs> he didn't have anything. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know if he had, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. Uh, I have no idea what was going on with this guy. But, however, you know, uh, he, so he followed me. Um, the videographer followed me as well. So I was kind of like, you know, I took everybody for a tour. Um, and so we arrived to the location. I got my gear out. I, you know, the car was sitting parked there and the limo driver just happened to sideswipe my new vehicle. Um, and then once he sideswiped it, you know, because I was telling him to stop, stop, stop. He pulled in reverse and then backed into my vehicle. Oh my God. So It was a double whammy. Um, <laughs> so Andy, <laughs> You didn't even start portraits yet. Yeah. Your, your, your new vehicle just got smashed. What do you do? Dude, that's tough because I'm gonna, in my <laughs> head, I'm so effing pissed off. Because I already have a problem with the first part of your story, which is just like mm-hmm. you're a limo driver. You drive places. Have it, At the very least, have a GPS. It's 2016. So I'm already yeah. upset there, like then and there. You know, and then when you go the rest of that, it's just like, uh, you know, <laughs> so I, I, well, I'll tell you what I actually do. So like in that situation, I just yeah. get his information. I write down the license plate and then in my head, I'm just, I just do my job, you know, because what yeah. else can you do? Um, yeah. but it, it's like, oh God, dude, that must've, must've been so, and, and it's a new car too. I know that's like a newer car. You just got it like within mm-hmm. the last half year or something like that. Yeah, um, just um, March, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm not a car guy, but unfortunately, I just I needed I needed something reliable and and um, oh, but yeah, I, I I sat there completely dumbfounded, and you know, I don't even like to attract attention to myself on the wedding day, even as a main photographer. 
Um, you know, if I attract attention to myself, it's it's for it's for the client. It's you know, it's 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 to get their the best you know reaction out of them, even if I have to act silly and do stupid things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for the client, and unfortunately. Um, everybody got off the limo because they knew what happened. They felt it inside the limo. Yeah. They saw me outside of the limo yelling at this guy. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, everybody surrounded my vehicle to take a look at it. Uh, the groom came up to me. He was like, you know, if you know good, if you, if you need a good lawyer, I know one. Because <laughs> he, he's um, a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was it was a direction that I didn't want. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, you know, I, 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 I took after I. The hardest part of this whole situation is witnessing that happen, knowing that this is going to be a headache down the road. Yeah. And but you have to act like nothing happened and continue doing your job. Yeah. Um, that was that was the hardest part of it. it yep. Was was continue doing your job, and you know after portraits were done, yeah, everybody got in the limo. I talked to the limo driver, took pictures of everything, um, damage to my car. There was hardly was he was he, like a was he at scratch. least there was, there was a couple scratches on the look. Um, you know, he he was a little frantic. You know, he he wasn't really apologetic. He he was like frantic. He really didn't know what to do. He didn't want to get fired. He doesn't want to get fired. He doesn't want to lose his job. Um, That's actually kind of sad so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I took pictures of the license plate, and I've I've thirty something witnesses. There was another wedding going on there, um, so they all witnessed it too, yeah, the yep. videographer and everything. Um, but anywho, um, it's just a hassle of what's going on right now, so just yep. dealing with the legal stuff. And, and you know, I took pictures of his CDL license, everything, and what I did right away is emailed it to myself, so I had double copies just in case yeah. I happened to drop my phone and, and I lost all, all the uh, all the contact info. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's, that's what I did right away. And, and unfortunately, people talk really, really fast. So once we got to the reception, everybody knew about it. The parents of the yeah, bride, the yeah. parents of the groom, they all knew about it. And you probably had to, had to field that question all night, which made your job yeah. harder to just do your job because you're talking yeah, about that so, all night, right? Right, and yeah. you know, I I just kept on saying, you know, I I'll just deal with it on Tuesday after the holiday, and, yeah. and that that was my response for the rest of the night. So unfortunately, it happened. But hey, um, you know, accidents happen. Um, so yeah, that that's another thing that our listeners can uh, learn from from this podcast. I mean, ever since you and I started this podcast. <laughs> So many things have been happening to us. So there's a lot of things that are, I, I think that our listeners can take away yeah, from this and show. Actually, like, it's real world stuff, man. Totally. And on, our, on the survey, like like most people said like what they like most is like the conundrums because they're real world, actual real scenarios, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So which is understandable. I guess this, I do have a conundrum for you. And this one is, yeah. maybe, is actually like kind of simple and it's just more geared to like a photographer starting out that doesn't know what to do. Um, so here's my, my conundrum. Um, let's say, um, so I was photographing a wedding last weekend on Saturday. We were out on a golf course driving around the golf carts. Um, and we like make it to this hill and this hill is beautiful. Clouds are beautiful. And I'm taking photographs of the couple and the sky is just absolutely gorgeous. I'm taking photographs of the couple, but the cup, but the couple, when I expose for the couple, the sky is all white. And so just the answer, the question is, what do you do um, so that the sky is, is beautiful? Like it actually is in real life. Um, mm-hmm. when, 
it, and I think it's just a simple one for maybe people that don't know what to do, you know? So, uh, yeah, if you, if you want a beautiful sky, you know, if, if you, if you don't want it washed out and you want that beautiful, dark glowing sky, probably during, was it during sunset or yeah, was it close or, to during it. the day? Yes. Yep. Sunset. Um, pretty much what you do is you kind of like turn off your lights. You know, if, if you have flashes on your camera, turn those off. And then what you do is you, uh, you expose for the sky. Um, and the couple is going to be dark. They will be very dark. And that's, um, it's going to scare you a little bit, but don't get scared. Um, and actually, you know what? It, it might turn out cool because there'll be silhouette. Uh, so just don't delete that shot right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep it yep. because uh, it, it'll, it'll turn out to be like a cool little silhouette shot. Um, and then what you do is you turn on your turn on, power up your flashes, your off-camera flash. And then you, um, then you light up the couple. Um, usually, a lot, a lot of photographers use TTL. Um, I'm not sure if, if what you do. I don't use TTL. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I usually do is start at 16th power, and then I go from there. But usually, I know, like by now, yeah. I know how much power I really need. Totally. I'll, I'll tell Danielle, I'll be like, oh, just, just start right at uh, fourth power, you know, and it should be fine. And I'll take the shot, and, and then I adjust from there. But usually what I do, because 16th power is pretty much almost right in the middle, um, or 32, uh, but 16 is usually gives you enough power. I start at 16 and then go from there. Yeah. And, um, and then you adjust from there and yeah. that's what I do. What about you? You're no, that's exactly right. And I thought that, I thought that was just a good question to ask because actually like with mm-hmm. uh, Stephanie, who was on our podcast last time, like had some questions yeah. about that and I just thought it would be good for people starting out. So that's exactly right. Um, this is, and this is the important thing that a lot of people don't get at first about flash is like what Neil just said. You expose for your ambient first, then worry about flash. You know what I mean? Like, so like if the mm-hmm. sky looks beautiful, expose for the sky. Forget about the couple because you're going to light them with a flash in a second. You expose for the sky. Chances are if you expose for the sky, like Neil said, they're going to be a silhouette. Keep that shot. Could be amazing. You might end up using it later. But then once, but then once you have that silhouette sky or that silhouette couple, beautiful sky, then you light them and Neil said, like, it's not confusing. I do manual too on those kinds of shots, you know, like, like you can use TTL and have it guess and all that. But for the love of God, it's like not, there's not, there's only so many choices where that flash can go. So like, mm-hmm. so starting somewhere, maybe one over 16, you know, depending on what you're doing is a good place. And then, and then you can, you can, it's literally just people get real confused about flash at first. It's just how bright do you want it? How dim do you want it? You know, and then you ask yourself, you, you can take a shot. You can look on the back of your camera and you can say, hey, one over 16, couple's not bright enough. What do you do? Well, go up to one over eight, go up to one over four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not that yeah. hard. It's really not that hard. You expose ambient first, then add flash. Do it in manual so you know what you're going to get. With TTL, yep. it's like you, it, you you're, it's not just going to be inconsistent. You're not going to know from shot to shot. And then it's just like you might get lucky. But like with manual, you know what you're going to get every time. So mm-hmm. do manual, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, no, I, I'll go, go ahead. No, that's it. I mean, the the only other thing that I had is is actually had Stephanie. So this is this is actually the important thing about this shot when I was doing it on this golf course is I had the couple like silhouette, beautiful sky in the back, and then I actually had Stephanie holding my flash close to them because sometimes you need to, if you need more light, you need to move that flash in closer. So she was pretty damn close to them with like a soft box on it. Um, but mm-hmm. I shot her in a way where she was at first, she was like in between a, a tree and a, in the sky. And that's going to be really hard to Photoshop her out later. Like if, if I was going to Photoshop out my assistant later. So what you do yeah. in that situation is you move your assistant so that they're against the sky 
which usually is way more easy to like clone out or like or like use um, a healing brush or there's a lot of different tools you could use to like take take somebody out, but put them against the mm-hmm. sky so that so that they're easier to take out later. Um, so that, that that's just tip t- tip of the trade there, I guess. I don't know. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, no, I have, I have a part B to your conundrum. I'll, I'm going to return uh, uh, kind of like a like a beginner question because this happened to me last week when I was using off camera flash during sunset. Um, now let's okay. You, you expose for the sky. You have your your couple beautiful in the picture, posed perfectly. You have your assistant holding your light. Now the light's not going off. Um, what what are the first things that you check, Andy? The first things that I check are number one the batteries on my transmitter and the and the flash. But I actually don't even do that because what I do is I always have backups of everything. So I have a backup mm-hmm. flash, a backup transmitter. So I literally just like swap to a backup flash. Um, if it doesn't work, but, but you need to check, I mean, if, if the flash is good and you think the batteries are good, you need to check that it's on the same channel and all that kind of the technical stuff. But really you should have that kind of set up before, but sometimes it happens, you know, like you might be set up on the right channel, the right stuff, and it's just not working. And in that case, mm-hmm. what I do anyway, is I just try to swap over to like my backup stuff. Um, but what do you, what, maybe you were looking for a different answer. <laughs> well, well, no, no, because, uh, because you said all the right things and it was none of the above. Um, and the power was turned on of everything too. And, um, but no, the, uh, you know, you know how you slide the, the flash right into the, uh, the transmitter. Mm-hmm. Well, the, uh, the, the, uh, the flash was actually in the lock position. So only slid halfway mm-hmm. onto it. So it mm-hmm. never really got a good connection, yep. but it, it's, it's, on, it gets on there pretty tight. So it, it's, it feels and looks like it's on there. Um, and that was like the last thing that we checked. And it was just like one of those. Oh, why didn't we think of this yes. in the first place? But it so, was actually the last thing. So, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna add to this. I'm gonna add to this <laughs> yeah, with a yeah. photographer's with with, right. a, with a photographer's pick or tip. And what it mm-hmm. is for me, my my photographer's pick in this situation because it eliminates more potential problems is those young now flashes, because with those young now flashes. The radio is built into the flash, so there's no extra transmitter oh, okay. for like that kind of thing to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And I can I can change the output of that of that flash from my camera. So like I can change from one over sixteen, one over eight, one over four, whatever from my camera. So um, that just like eliminates an extra potential problem, and not only an extra potential problem, but also it eliminates more batteries. So um, okay. because there's just batteries in the flash and the in the transmitter. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm not whatever. You know, it's just that I'm all about eliminating extra problems, man. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then I just have a quick pick. Did you have a pick, or or I can just do my pick really? No, quick? no. I you know I did I I don't have a pick or tip for the day. I I do have a um another conundrum for you because you know our listeners love conundrums. Okay. Um, let's do so, it. Okay, so um, so you're shooting a wedding at a church. It's inside of a Catholic church. And the uh, the bride side of the family is a different religion, and they don't want any pictures inside of the church. Um, almost, they don't want to be almost seen inside of, of the church. Um, what do you what do you do there, especially for family pictures? And a lot of us photographers shoot with the wedding album in mind. We we shoot how we want the wedding album to flow. Um, so to keep things. Um, 
to, he, to keep them uniformed. Sure. Yeah. Um, what, what what do you do in the in that situation? So where l- the, let me understand. You know, let me understand the question first of this, or the yeah, yeah. conundrum first. Uh, <laughs> are you saying that half of the family attending the wedding? like one side of the church essentially mm-hmm. did not yeah. want to be in any of those wedding photographs, but the other side was okay. Correct. When you spoke to the bride and groom, what did they say about this? Did they, did they communicate that they wanted wedding photographs at the ceremony, but that one, but they didn't want that portion of people photographed? The, um, I, I talked to the wedding planner a little bit more about this. She's the one who gave me the heads up. When I asked the bride, she said, I trust your judgment of what you want to do, which didn't really help me out. Yeah. So the wedding planner said, whatever you tell the family, you'll most likely do in that situation um, because they'll listen to you in in the heat of the moment kind of thing. So it was kind of up to me of what had to be done. Um, So... That's that's where my conundrum is. If if you can understand what, man, because it is it it bring, it, it, it brings religion. It brings in the yeah. uh, bride's side of the family. Uh, the bride, she it, it was her church. She wanted to be there. She was she it the bride's it. side or the groom's side. It was the bride's side, which was on the mother's side. So pretty much what I'm talking about is the bride's father's side of the yes. family that. Didn't I got to be, be honest for, that. for me. So what do you, what do you do, Andy? What do you do the, for me? What I would do to be honest is I would put the, the pressure on them to make a decision on what they wanted me to do. So like, I, I would yep. have, I would have like right then and there, once I heard that I would have been, I would have been like, listen, I heard from your wedding coordinator, blah, 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 that, you know, half of the people don't want to be photographed. I just want to give you some options here. Option a is I can photograph the entire thing. And then you can choose what to use or not use in the wedding photo, wedding book later on. Option mm-hmm. B is I can literally just shoot what's happening at the ceremony and not get any of the any of the crowd, um, or I can maybe get a few shots of one side of the, one side of the family. But I basically, here are your options. What would you like me to do? So so it's basically them making the decision, and it's not like right there on the spot. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That's um, and, and and that's pretty much what I did. Um, yeah. So a good, so good answer, and it worked out perfectly. So, I, so, I put them, I, I, I kind of put them right on the spot because the, the grandparents, um, they were they weren't very mobile. Um, so when I when I stepped out of the church, it was either you go you go inside the church, do all those pictures so that you're uniformed, or you t- or you take that part of the family outside the church. And this church happened to be a very very long church, and where I found a good spot where it was nice and shaded, with a nice backdrop. Um, it was all the way on the side of the church. I mean, it, it was pretty much a hike to get there. So what I did, I, I gave them their options. I gave them two options. We either stay right here since we're all right here anyway, and, and we do the pictures or we go outside all the way to the end. Um, and, and we'll do those photos for you. And pretty much, uh, right there at that moment, the, the bride's mother, uh, kind of just kind of give them an elbow and say, just kind of just said, just suck it up. Let's let's just do this right now. And the groom and the, and the and the father said, okay, let's just do it right now. So I pretty much did what exactly what you said. I put them right on the spot, gave them their options, yep. and they had to make the decision right there in front of the bride. Yeah. And and they and they always you know sometimes they they forget that it's the bride's day. It's yes. it's about the bride. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when she's standing right there, looking into her eyes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they and they 
and that's what they chose. So, Absolutely. so now the album is going to flow nice and smooth Good. now. Good. Good. <laughs> so thank you for answering. Yep. Yeah. Um, so what, so what's your pick of the week? For, I, it's just, it's just a very quick, simple pick tip of the week. And that's just basically uh, gaffers tape, uh, newer photographers. If you don't know what that is, just Google gaffers tape. I'll have it in the show notes. G A F F E R S. Um, have that, have that with you always because it's like tape that will, um, you know, will come off. It's like a cloth kind of tape. Um, use a lot in studio, but you can do use it a lot on location at a wedding too. this. And, um, and for lots of different reasons, um, if you need to like gel something and your, and your gels aren't holding or something like that, you can put some, put some gaffer's tape around. Um, one mm-hmm. of the big things, and this is actually what prompted me to, to use this, um, or to use this as a tip this week is like, so like if you ever have, for example, like a lens hood that like always wants to fall off and doesn't want to stay on like it, like it, like it, um, the plastic fades away over time and it just wants to fall off all the time. All you do is like take a little piece of gaffer's tape and just put it like literally wrap it around the edge of your lens hood. And when you do that, you just put it back on and it, and it, and it's like got that right kind of cloth vibe where it just puts, you shove that right on and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, you can use that for like a million things with the gaffer's tape. Like it's always a good idea to have that if you need to hold something for a ring shot or something like that. But, but mm-hmm. the point is, is what you do is you don't bring the whole roll, right? You just take like a little, like maybe like uh, four feet, maybe even three feet, whatever, whatever you think. And just like wrap up the gaffer's tape so that it's um, not so that so that basically you're making a new small little roll of tape, like a very small little roll of tape. Put that in your bag. Always have that in your bag. It takes like almost no space. And then you always have gaffer's tape or if you need it, which there's so many reasons that you could use it. So it's gaffer's mm-hmm. tape. If you don't have some, get some, have it in your bag all the oh time. Oh, my gosh. I buy this stuff. It, I have rolls and rolls of it. And they come in different colors now, too. They come in like a white color. Uh, which which I sometimes use in my studio in the studio space when I have white backdrops, um, but I love this tape so much that I wrap Christmas gifts with it. <laughs> I, 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 that's how much I love this tape. I really really do. So I highly recommend it as well. Good good pick. Yep. Um, so I guess that's going to wrap things up for episode thirty nine of Wedding Photographers Unite. Uh, listeners, don't forget to help us help you and uh, send us some questions to info at weddingphotographersunite dot com. Leave us a review or a rating in iTunes. With ratings, only take just a few minutes. And uh, subscribe in iTunes. Uh, Neil, where can people follow you? Uh, you can Google my name, Neil Urban, uh, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. I'm mostly active on Facebook. So if you want to see some damage to, uh, to my new car, go on <laughs> Facebook right now. Absolutely. You can see it there. So. <laughs> and, uh, you can follow me uh, by Googling my name, Andy Buscemi, B-U-S-C-E-M-I, and my social media will come up there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, wedding photographers, uniting across the nation and world, uh, thanks for joining us for episode 39. We will see you next time for episode 40. What? Ooh, big one. Guess so. The big four. Oh, wow. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will see you then. Take care. Okay. Bye.